Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and today I have Carrie Grace with me. Hey, Carrie. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you're here. I um, am part of a conference Carrie is putting on in a few weeks, or this will actually be released the week of the conference, so you guys will get full get to hear all about it and hopefully want to come on over and hear what we've got going on over there. Um, but I would love for you to start by sharing about what you're doing, who you are, how you got to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a little bit of a whirlwind story. Um, I uh, grew up in North Carolina where I still live. Um, I'm a Southern girl at heart and I don't plan on leaving the South anytime soon. Um, I went to college and actually majored in education, um, which is not exactly what I'm doing now. Um, so I majored in early education. So I birthed to kindergarten and my goal was to teach, um, kindergarten. Uh, and a lot of it was, I really wanted to impact people or kids at the time. And now it's just a general broad people, humans, if you will. Um, but I went into it cause I really wanted to work at a low income school where you know a lot of the kids were kind of on this free reduced lunch and um you know like a need a neediness if you will um so majored in that I graduated um and I got a job actually at a private school so it was not what I thought I would end up working at um but I graduated in a recession and I had a connection to the school so I got this really awesome job uh it was a little bit of a shift from kind of the demographic I thought I'd be working with. But great team, great school. My first year was amazing. I team taught, so we kind of divided the work in half instead of having like a teacher and a TA. It was just like two teachers. Um, So I got really crafty because I had some free time that I wasn't anticipating having. I thought I'd be like, you know, as most first-year teachers, they end up taking a lot of work home and, you know, cutting stuff out and doing all sorts of stuff in the weekends and in the evenings that we were able to like tackle during the day instead. So, um, I started making hair bows, which was super random. Um, but I'd always been crafty. So I started a business, um, and this was a, a while ago. Um, and I ended up like selling it out of my classroom, which I don't know how legal it was at the time, but, um, I sold it to, uh, the parents of the little girls in my class and the girls next in the class next door. Um, and I kind of was starting to do math and be like, gosh, I don't need to sell that many hair bows to supplement my salary. Um, I didn't make a ton, which you don't really go into teaching to be rich, if you will. And that wasn't the goal. I mean, my goal is never to have this massive salary. It's just like, I want to have this huge impact and, you know, make a difference in the life of children. Um, so my second year ended up being a really difficult year of a lot of political stuff. And it just wasn't a, it wasn't really a good fit. And my, my business at the time was, I mean, it wasn't a full-time job, but I was making money and I was really actually enjoying the, um, like the, the blogging world, if you will, just this idea of, gosh, we can be friends with people we might never meet. It was such a fascinating concept, um, of like emailing strangers and being encouraging. And I really felt like I could use some of my same, uh, teacher gifts or gifts that I've given of like encouragement and, um, you know, being really organized and efficient at things. So I was able to kind of translate my personality, you know, from like this 3D here to 2D across the screen and start to interact with people. And I really love that. So after my second year teaching, I left um, and I got a part-time nanny job and did my business part-time 
for about a year and a half and then I went full time and don't obviously sell hair bows anymore, um, which is like funny. It's so, it's so funny to look back and be like, gosh, I did that. That's how I got, that was kind of my entry point into like the business world. And now, like we talked about, I run an online workshop and I also have a subscription box um, that I started a few years back. Um, but yes, it's been a whirlwind, not what I thought I would do in life by any means. That is so fascinating. So hair bows were your segue into the business. Yes. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I had no idea. And it, yeah. it's amazing what we all do getting started and it, it evolves into something totally something different. So yes, your encouragement box or the kindness box came first, right? Obviously before the workshop. So yes, yes. So the box came two and a half years ago. away from hair bows to that. So I went from hair bows and then I started selling some jewelry because I had a lot of women buying the hair bows for their daughters. And I was like, well, if I could capture both the, you know, that audience. So I started selling jewelry and I mean, I, I, both of them did really well. Um, and I had, I want to say like four or five college girls at the time. It was probably like three ish years ago. Um, and I would mail them like little goodies and then I would mail them a necklace and they would like be brand ambassadors, if you will. So they would talk about my business, but they would like showcase stuff off. But because they were in college, I was like, well, I want to love on them. So I would like ask them their favorite colors and get them candy and post-it notes and cute little things. And, you know, people started saying, oh, that's so fun. I really want something like that. It's like a happy pick-me-upper. So it kind of came out of a business promotion idea of this is what I'm already doing in, in my one business. So why don't I start a whole business that's just this, like this idea of, um, a little bit of encouragement in a, in a box that people can send to other people order for themselves if they want to pick me up or so it came out of me just sharing uh, my brand ambassadors like goodies on Instagram and then other people saying oh I really love this what a what a fun idea how intriguing I mean that is so cool to see that you're able to take something you were creating and you were making and form it into something that could um, make people's day you know I know as a college girl I loved getting mail and so to yes. get a box full of fun things, like that is so fun. What are some of your favorite stories of, of people who have been impacted by the kindness box? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been neat. I don't know if there's like, I mean, people have emailed me, but, but what's been really cool is I have a section where people can write a note to someone. And so I'll actually then go in and handwrite the note myself and sign it as if I were the person. Um, and I don't know fully the backstories, but there's been, you know, you read between the lines of some stories and um, I mean, a bunch of people said, I, I, there was a death and I think it was someone young and a bunch of, a bunch of orders came in and I, it was kind of like the similar notes and they were all saying like, sorry for your loss of this person. Um, and so it was just, it's, it's neat to like not fully know the whole story, but know that you're playing like a part in it. Um, I know some people have had some miscarriages and some people have also had births. And so people have sent it like, congratulations, you know, I'm so excited for you in this new chapter or um, a lot of people sent it for, you know, high highs and low lows. And I don't know the full story, but it's cool to be like, oh, this is going to, you know, be a part of this person's, you know, big moment or, you know, hard tragedy. Um, and just to know that I get to like deliver love via somebody else is really a neat, a neat opportunity. And it's kind of nice to not have the front row seat just to kind of be like, a, you know, a bystander in the story of like, I'm like sort of part of it, but I don't really get to be in the full story. Um, is neat. It's neat to like know that you you encourage someone via someone else. How impactful! I think that is so cool. So from hair bows and jewelry, you transitioned into this, and then from there, what did you do? Um, this pat. Well, so 2006, 
2015, I had, I had started doing some online stuff myself, just kind of doing little courses here and there um, or like one hour workshops. And I really enjoyed it. I loved the like interaction with, I mean, I love people. That's what it comes down to like that. My core, I'm like, I just think people are so fascinating. And so, you know, like I, I really look for the good in people. And I feel like humanity as a whole is really good. I think, you know, we live in a, a, a sort of crazy time where, you know, everyone has a platform and can, you know, say whatever they want and they can be cyberbullying. There is a lot of negativity, but I just try to find the good. And I'm like, there are just so many incredible um, people. So I um, launched a workshop in May. It was kind of on a whim of like, hey, you know, what if I gather some people I know and we all um, we all uh, shared what we have learned, you know, being entrepreneurs and in business and you know, we taught other women who, you know, maybe are in the same level as us, but want to learn more or people who are just starting out or thinking about starting out. Um, so I launched one in May with 10 other girls and they were most of the girls I had met at one point or, um, had had like intense, you know, emails back and forth or we had done a collaboration. So they were like very friendly, you know, oriented people. And I was kind of like, well, if this, if one person buys it, they're not going to judge me. You know, like this is very safe space to try it out and ended up doing really great. And I loved the, like, I loved learning from all the other women. It was like, what a neat opportunity for me as well to learn from other people. Um, so I did one in July and one in October and I'll do three this year. For me, it's just such a love of like, what if we bring all these people together um, to, you know, make a collective whole of information, if you will, like just pulling people's skills Um and helping one another along the way. So that was kind of one of those things where I just was like, there's, there's nothing to lose in trying this. And worst case, I fail. And it's, you know, progressively done better and better. And I've really enjoyed the collaborations I've gotten to do with the women who, uh, you know, have spoken on it or will speak in it in the future. Very cool. I mean, I'm excited. You know, we start tomorrow from the, from, from when this podcast is released, you know, it's a Tuesday. Tomorrow, the conference starts. So what can people expect to find there? Um, it'll be a wide range of topics. Um, I think each one has its own little, like each workshop I launch has its own little feel. And I think this one's going to be very um, goal-oriented because I've never done a January one. And it was kind of like, okay, you know, everyone's in this very like, how do we, how do we have the best year yet? And how do you set goals? Um, so a lot of, a lot of focus on you know, setting yourself up for success. So how can you set a goal? How can you meet the goal? What are ways you can use social media to be more profitable? You know, kind of just like laying the groundwork for a very good start to a year um, and how to, you know, how to set yourself up for success and, and do it in a way that's efficient and effective um, that will make you, you know, come to the end of the year and feel like, okay, that was a really great year and here's all the things I accomplished. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very excited to, get to work alongside these other women who are sharing their hearts for the year ahead. And um, I find, you know, collaborative projects and learning from other women to be very inspiring in my own journey and very motivating. Um, I'm sure you get to see so many success stories from these workshops of people who left and felt so motivated to take a leap of faith or to do the next thing in their business. What has been your favorite part about these workshops? Yeah, I think for me, and, and someone was actually telling me this, I think someone emailed me after my October one, and, and it maybe it's also part of my personality. I, I, you know, from what I believe, what people have said, I have a fairly warm personality. And so I think you attract similar people. Um, and so a lot of the feedback I've gotten is that um, 
the attendees feel kind of like, wow, I could be friends with these people. Um, these, it, it's not, it doesn't create this divide of, hey, I'm so successful. I've done all this thing. You'll never be able to be this successful or you'll never be at my level, if that makes sense. I think the speakers are, tend to have a vulnerability and um, an openness. And I think a lot of girls have reached out in the past after it's been over and, you know, either thank the speaker or kind of said, Hey, here's, here's where I'm at. Or, you know, would you mind, would you mind elaborating on the story or, um, you know, sharing, listening to me share about something. So for me, it's been neat that I've gotten this feedback of, Hey, I feel like the speakers are so relatable. Um, and I, I feel, I don't feel like, man, they're so much better than me kind of mindset. Yeah. Everyone is accessible. Um, and willing yes. to like um, support those participating and support each other. And I think, you know, it's essentially like a big girl gang coming together and sharing their information in hopes of, you know, allowing others to pursue their goals and dreams. And so I, I'm excited to be a part of it. And I think it's so cool that you get to facilitate that. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, you are super busy from all of your creative projects, which busy is like the worst world and worst word in the world to me. But for the sake of clarification, you know what I mean? You've got a lot going on. How do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not so good at the at saying no. Um well, I think for me, I act so the kindness box used to be monthly and I'm switching it to quarterly. Um it'll probably end up having the same amount of sales, if not more, but just making it more manageable. So I'm kind of, I feel like the last couple of years, I haven't really worked smarter. It's just been like working really hard and then keeping myself busy. Um, So freeing myself up to say yes to really great things has been awesome because it's kind of, I've kind of shifted it where four months I'll focus on intensely on the box and then three months I'll do the workshops. And it just gives me a little bit more space now to to not be running around with my head cut off, if you will. Um, but I think it just comes down to, does, it, does this fit my, you know, my mission? And a lot of my mission in, in life is like, is this making the world a better place? Is this making people better humans? Is this adding more kindness and love and joy? Um, and if it is, and I have the time, then I want to partner with the project or the person or whatever the thing may be. But there, I mean, some things come my way that's like, oh, that's not a great fit. And you just have to be up front and say, okay, that's not a great fit for, you know, where, where I'm going or where you're going. And it just doesn't make sense. And, you know, it's not offensive. It's just like, okay, that we don't align on the same, um, you know, end goals or goals we have. Um, you know, I mean, I love to help people and I love to work alongside people. So I probably say yes too much. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a learning, it's a learning process of, um, you know, looking at your, planning ahead, if you will, planning ahead and saying, okay, this month is going to be crazy. I can't, I can't commit to anything beyond what I said yes to already. You are speaking my language. Everything sounds fun. Therefore, everything can be an easy yes. And then it's like, oh, maybe I need to slow down a little and figure out what to say no to, because, you know, it is, it really is fun to collaborate with people and to um, come alongside other women. What would you say? I mean, because you had, you know, a a traditional day job following college. You got your degree, you used your degree, and then you started your own business. Um, what would you say, what would your advice for women starting out be? You know, I know it's it's hard to take a leap of faith and to know when to do it and starting any sort of creative endeavor or business. 
Okay, so leaving potentially leaving a traditional job. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing, and I, you know, I've said this to, to countless people, is I think it just looks so much more glamorous um, than it actually is. And I, I always, I mean, I, I will say, you know, take the leap if, if you know, like go ahead first, like get, give a shot at it. I don't think, you know, if you fail, it's not the end of the world. I think people put a lot of pressure on, you know, I can't fail it. And I failed at things with inside my business, you know, and it's like painful. And, you know, you're on a public platform and you're like, okay, that was crickets to this new thing I tried. But I think, so two things. So one, I think, you know, don't be afraid of, of the failure aspect. Like that's what I think weeds people out from who stops and who keeps going. You have to be willing to pick yourself back up, dust off and keep going. And then two, I think, you know, what are your motives in wanting to do it? Are you wanting to do it, you know, because it looks so fun and maybe you can travel the world? Are you wanting to do it because you want to have impact or you want to sell this one thing? Um, I think sometimes people get into it thinking, oh, I get to work for myself and that's going to be easier. And in a lot of ways, I think it's harder. You have to be a lot more self-disciplined and, um, you know, the hours tend to potentially be longer, at least at the beginning. Um, yeah. And it's it's a lot more work that people, just, you know, I don't, we don't glamorize work. We glamorize like, you know, the trip on the cruise. And, and we don't like glamorize like, here I am, tired, doing work at two in the morning. Um, that's not really Instagram cute, if you will. So I think that's, you know, that's, I, I'm always, I, I will never tell someone not to do it, but I will always say, hey, I know you're looking at my life thinking, man, if I could only do this, this, and this because you have all these awesome opportunities or you're getting to do these really cool things I wish I could do. I'm always like, well, you know, it was years of work and, um, and you know, long hours. And it's not always like fun and games. Oh, yeah. I tell people all the time that I would rather work um, 80 hours a week for myself than 40 for someone else. But that's just it. It is 80-hour weeks, a lot of weeks. And then, you know, it starts to get into a groove and a swing of things and you can you can kind of get your systems down and it slowly but surely becomes 70 and then 60 and then 50 hour weeks but it's definitely not like you know the four hour work week right off the bat right <laughs> I want it to be I am definitely an instant gratification type of girl I want the four hour work week and I want it now but that is not a, a starting out reality <laughs> right right um what have, do you have any mentors in this industry? What would you say, um, you know, for girls or women who are listening, who really need a support system, want a support system? Have you found that through a mentor, through a friend group, through an entrepreneurial hub? You know, what has made this possible for you as a support system? Oh, that's a good question. I did have a mentor for a while. I mean, I wouldn't say she's not a mentor, but I had a girl I actually just tweeted at her like years ago and was like, do you want to mentor me? And she was more of just even an emotional mentor, if you will, just like supporting me through things. Um, and we don't really, I mean, she and I are still friends, but it's not quite the mentorship relationship, if you will. But I think she served a purpose. Um, I actually have two uh, like male mentors here um, that I've had, gosh, maybe like seven or eight months um, that something like through my, in my through my city that I found. Um, and they, you know, one of the guys, um, he actually used to do marketing for uh, Purdue Chicken. Um, and he's retired now, but he did years and years of marketing. And then one guy, I think is on his eighth company. 
Um, and so they, I mean, it's kind of random. I was like, oh, I mean, you, you submit an application and then you get a mentor. And I just assumed it'd be a female, but I kind of like that it's two guys because they don't really live in like the, the creative women space, if you will. And so I think I'm, I think I'm a little foreign to them, but, but, um, it helps because, um, I think in the creative space, it's, it's very heavy on the front end of here's all the creative um, you know, products and things you can produce. And, and there's not as much information necessarily on, you know, backend SEO and marketing and finances. Um, and they're very strong in that. So it's kind of helped me shift my mind a little bit. And I've been really, really grateful. I only meet with them like once a month, but um, they've been really great in the past, you know, it'll be a year in the spring. So it's been really great to have them, honestly, um, as just resources, especially having someone in my own city, to kind of say, oh, well, we have these other resources here or have you checked this out? Um, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I definitely have, I also have a group, um, a mastermind group. So we meet once a month as well. And it's 10, I think it's 10 of us now, all women who own our own business. And we basically spend a whole Monday together um, eating lunch and then talking. And everyone gets a chance to kind of say, here's where I'm at. Here's the goals I've set. Here's what I've reached so far. And here's where I'm going. And then we all give each other feedback. And it has been, I think I've been in it two years. And it's been so life-giving um, to have that. We go on a retreat every year together. And um, we celebrate, you know, one girl's about to have a baby. So we just celebrated that. So it's a really sweet um, kind of unexpected thing. I, I joined it, I think, two years ago in February. Um, and so that's been great. So I, I, it's little pockets of things. But they weren't things I necessarily had right on day one. Um, I think it's important to have someone who... I always say speak your language. I always call it like speaking the internet if you were doing the internet. Um, and having someone who understands that is really crucial because I have some friends who, you know, it looks so fun and glamorous, but they don't really understand how it all works. And so they can't like say, yeah, I get, I get why that's such a bummer when something falls through or doesn't work out. So I, I think it's going to have balance because I have friends who keep me very humble, very grounded, you know, you know, not head in the clouds kind of mindset because I don't fully get what I do. And that's been really great to have people just like know me as a person outside of anything internet related. And that keeps me in check. But then it's also great to have people who, you know, understand the ins and outs of posting your life on the internet for people to, you know, like judge, see, look at, and, you know, whatnot. And so having a balance of, you know, who are your people and, who can you go to for advice? And I mean, I think there's a lot of people now who who even offer services of, of coaching people through all this, which is wonderful. Which is so great. There's a there's kind of a boom in the business coach, branding coach industry right now. And I think that yeah. I have a friend who is just on the podcast who who does that. She's a mindset and business coach. And it, even just talking to her for an hour, I feel relieved and refreshed, you know? And so yeah. I, I too, my... my mentors in the past have mostly been like more emotional, spiritual mentors, but their role in my life has been incredibly value and, and led to a lot of breakthrough in my business just because I'm taking care of the emotional part of who I am as well. Right, right. And I think it's so fun to have, you know, your two male mentors that, you know, probably aren't putting together their own kindness box every month, but, you know, have very valuable input about um, the ins and outs of the business and the marketing world. Exactly, exactly. And so what would you say to, what would you say 
the tip, your tips would for success for anyone starting out would be like, what was crucial for you in, in launching and learning along the way? Obviously, I also want to touch on your mastermind because that's a very formal way to ensure you have community in your business. Um, yeah, I think, I think my, um, maybe my mindset for the whole, the whole time all along having business is like how I think people define success very differently. And so I, I always say, you know, what is your, start off by saying, even writing it down maybe on paper and saying, what is your version of success? Um, and my mentors actually talked to me about this too. They said, you know, is your version of success, okay, I used to be a teacher and now my business makes the same money as being a teacher. Or I used to be a teacher and I want to make twice as much. Or I used to do this and now I want to do this. Um, and kind of, you know, because they said to me, you know, you could make a teacher salary and that could be considered success because you went from one career to another and you stayed the same, and but you're happier. And like, that's what you're considering success. You're in a happier space or, you know, and it doesn't always come down to numbers or finances or they were saying, or do you want to go do this? And, you know, so I think it, it, it's, you know, at the end of the day, what are you going to feel like is successful? Because we, we view success and I'm says, you know, how much money did you make? And, you know, what's the size of your house and what car do you drive and all these outside things. And so for me, a lot of it was, you know, am, you know, am I impacting lives? And so am I waking up every day and at the end of the day, I've impacted lives. And so for me, that's been my trajectory of success. And, and I mean, there are things like goals, like, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, running a workshop and for me, yes, I would like to hit a certain, okay, I'd like to sell this many workshops because it's a good financial, you know, use of my time and putting time in and I'd like to see a return on the time. Um, but it's also, you know, I want to sell a lot of workshops because I really think this will impact women. So the more women that can find out about it and and benefit from it, the better. So, you know, I think it's kind of setting your goals based on what do you determine is your end success and then sticking to that. Because it's very easy to say, oh, well, I want 100,000 followers on Instagram. That's success to me. And it's like, well, what are you, what is, what are you putting on Instagram or what do you, what, why do you want that? Kind of getting to the core of the why you want a certain goal. And then having accountability. I think it, I think not, it's not bad to have goals. It's not bad to have financial, you know, physical, spiritual goals of here's how I want to grow as a human. Um, but really having people who, one, hold you to that. And then two, you know, let you stay in your own lane, if you will. Um, you know, because I have friends who are all over the map as far as, you know, what they define as success and what their lives look like. I think you end up, you have the most happiness if your success matches what your life looks like and so really being clear about those goals um and i don't know if that's like a really it's not necessarily a great tip as far as like here's how to successfully go from nothing to something um but i think we 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 don't um define success well i actually heard i think it was um Susan, who runs Freshly, Freshly Picked, I heard her speak years ago. I mean, when she had a very small business, now she has a massive business selling moccasins. Um, and she she said, she wrote on a piece of paper, um, here are the things I want and here are the things I don't want. And I, I you know, I, I, she made it writing a book, but I think for an example, she said, hey, I'm not planning on writing a book. So I write on my like, here's the things I'm not doing list. And I put like writing a book. And so that way, when some, when you see all these people get book deals and you define that as success, like in her mind, that's not success for her. You know, like she's like, that wasn't my thing. And she also said it frees her up to cheer more people on because if, if, if you get a book deal and I think that the, what's definitely success and I'm going to feel like, oh, how can I cheer you on? Because you just got success and I didn't get success. 
But if it's not on your list and it's not a goal you have, then it's like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm so excited for you. And it frees more space for you to be a cheerleader, which I thought was so fascinating. Like it allows you to love people better because it wasn't, because success isn't always the same. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head because, you know, if you take in the world around you and you perceive success to only be one way or one route to get there, then you might really miss out on what truly is going to be your um, greatest form of happiness. You might not, you know, if, if your neighbor's goal idea of success is having a million dollars and, you know, working four hours a week, but you love to work and you don't want to sacrifice the, the time or the, whatever else to get there as your neighbor and you might be unhappy living their life you might have a very different version of success that would yield your greatest joy and your greatest happiness and I think defining that is the first step in getting there right um so you talked about your mastermind group which you know I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't even know what that is and it's been you know kind of in my face lately um and I'll probably pick your brain after the call because I I really love the idea in this world of tons of different creative entrepreneurs, um, people launching their own version of their passion and their dream. A mastermind is essentially a built-in intentional community for that. Can you touch on what that's meant for you, how that's impacted you, what exactly it is? Because I'm not in one. You you know better than I do. Yeah. Well, and I think there's some um, online as well. I'm actually looking to potentially... um, start doing one online just because, you know, it's, it's similar. I think it's great to have people where you are, but I think an online one can be just as effective if you're really in each other's space in life. Um, but basically, so we actually all went to a conference called Making Things Happen, which Laura is speaking on the workshop that she runs. Um, and so um, it kind of, it, she has, and everyone who listens to the podcast and, and signs up for the thing will, will hear her speak, but she has a very specific way of goal setting and how to be really efficient and effective um, at living your best life. And so it's kind of a mind shift, if you will. Um, and I attended the conference and the, there were girls who attended it before me. It's kind of like one of those things where you're all, once you all go to a conference, you all have experience and then you all can relate to the experience. So, um, there's a, there's a big Facebook group for everyone who's ever been. And a girl, um, named Robin started it. I mean, before I was already in it. And, and I think she's kind of seen girls who've come through the workshop, um, after her and said, oh, that would be a great fit to our group. And, and, you know, hasn't personally invited people in, you know, for the integrity of the group, like, let's not invite 25 people. Um, let's be really smart about making sure everyone's can be heard and seen. So, um, I think there were maybe 11 of us, but two of them don't live in the area anymore, but, but we meet, we meet, uh, once a month on a Monday and we kind of just, everyone gets a turn, um, to go around and kind of say, okay, here's my goals. And, you know, it's part, I mean, we've, we've dug into the personal side too of here's where I'm struggling with personally as a human and, you know, how can we support one another? And, you know, there's been a couple of people have had babies and how can we help you transition into motherhood and, um, you know, girls getting married. So stuff like that where, you know, we also are celebrating life together, but, um, yeah, I mean, the goal of it is really to help push each other forward in business and how can we effectively do that? And, and, and the thing is like, we're, we're all in different spaces. There's wedding photographers, there's a girl who sells product, you know, I do digital content. So, we can present a problem. Okay. How do you run this effectively? And it's like, I don't know the answer, but someone else might know the answer. And it, it's realizing that we're not called to do things alone. And, you know, it, 
it's allowing other people's gifts to shine. Okay, you're great at this thing, or how do you do this back end um, th thing that makes life easier? And, and we're we're willing to give each other information. We're not competing with one another necessarily. Um, so it's kind of this like, how can we better help one another move forward? And I think that's the goal of life in general. Like, how can we as people help each other? You know cross the finish line I, that's what I like to think about it as far as like when you're running a race it's you know it's a mindset it's like yes people want to get to the finish line but I I love those stories when people have like fallen and someone else and like a different team carries them to the finish line because I'm like that's really what I think life is about it's not about like how fast can I run past everybody else um you know to have a trophy it's like how can I help everyone get to the end goal yeah that's a really impactful and incredible mentality because there really is enough room for all of us to go around. And we talk about that. I feel like I talk about that with almost every guest on this podcast is like, there is room for the next girl to be just as successful, if not more successful as you. And that's not a threat. It's, it's us coming together and know that someone out knowing that someone else's success doesn't threaten or jeopardize my own. And I right. think that's cool that you guys get to do that every week intention or every month intentionally so it's, it's obvious that you find putting yourself out there, networking valuable. What do you have to speak to that? Because I know I was, I was laughing with someone um, recently about I sometimes on my way to XYZ networking event or meetup or a creative night, I find myself thinking of every reason to turn around. And once I get there, you never know. Um, right. But it feels, I'm sure it feels stressful for people that just, take the the leap of showing up at an event like that or a conference or any any type of opportunity to meet other entrepreneurs because you start to compare yourself and think you're not as far along or why am I here? I don't know. Have you, Obviously, you found that very valuable in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I wouldn't say I go to as many networking things down. I still, I'm, I'm such an extrovert, but I still get this like, oh, I, I don't want to go by myself. And I think if you have a, a like a, a wing person, you know, there's one girl and she and I go to a lot of things together and that's been really great. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's um, you know, that I do find it valuable, but I also feel like don't do something that's not in your comfort zone necessarily like it like if you're an introvert and that just makes your life so much harder and it's miserable for you I guess I should say like yes it's great to stand out step outside your comfort zone and I think that grows you as a human um so it's good to push yourself but I also think like if you have a personality that's like I really can't stomach this and it gives you like massive anxiety or whatever it's like it, it's not worth it you know what I mean like I think it's it's knowing your yourself too it's like okay who are you as a person um because I've actually I actually had a girl email me about um doing more acts of kindness and she said you know I, I see you just engage with strangers all the time um you know how can you how can I become like that and she was kind of giving me and I, I mean it was an awesome email and she was kind of telling me her personality and we're very I had very different personality from her and I was encouraging her hey, like, yes, totally do this. If this is something you like, she wanted to grow in it. And I was like, yes, push yourself out there. I said, but I am skilled in being able to read a situation and, and being able to like understand where someone might come from. And so I know when I maybe should extend kindness and when I should maybe not open my mouth, you know? Um, and if you don't know that, you can have a lot of negative feedback. If, if you know, and so I was kind of saying like, yes, it's great. Go out there and do the things. But if you are not, if your strengths are not this, this, and this, like you might not have a pleasant experience and you might not love it as much as I love it. 
as a person. So I think, you know, I think it, I think everyone want, wants community, but I think going, you know, like, does that mean you go to 18 networking events in a month? Maybe not. Maybe you go to one, meet one person and that becomes your community. And like, that's, that's what you need. Um, you know, I think we see all these like girl groups on the internet and like, oh, I wish I was just part of this. And, and I think it's possible to have it. It's just what actually fills your need. Um, you know, because for some people spending a whole Monday with, you know, nine other people would be very exhausting. For me, it's very life-giving. I love people. I love the, I love the hanging out. I love the lunch with them. I look forward to it. And I don't, I wouldn't say anyone in the group doesn't look forward to, but I think it may be more draining for other people than it is for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think finding what works for you. And obviously, I mean, I'm a major extrovert. 18 networking events would kill me. I would feel like I'm dying if I did that a month. So, you know, finding what works. But I know that I went to, you know, an event last Tuesday that I was, you know, if I didn't have Griffin, my friend here, who's my wing woman, go with me, I would have probably backed out. And so that that does help. Um, And it really, you walk away and you're like, I'm glad I did that. I met you know, people in my community who maybe aren't doing the same exact thing as I am, but they do understand um, the world of being a creative entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur in general and all the ups and downs that has to go along with it. So, so as we kind of close up, I love to hear what some of your favorite things are, some, what you're reading, listening to, um, watching at the moment. I love for you to share um, what your favorite things are because A, it's always fun to chat about and to get new recommendations and B, I think our listeners love the recommendations as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is a good question. I'm like, what? I feel like we just had a huge snowstorm and I'm like, it messed my whole like system up for the new year. So I'm like, what have I been doing with my life the last, you know, few weeks of January? Um, I just got Emily Lay's book. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. I'm looking to read that. And I got, um, Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah, I've seen actually a lot of people talk about it on, um, social media. I haven't read it yet, but someone said, uh, someone bought it for me as a gift and thought I'd really enjoy it. So I'm going to dig into both those books. I'll report back on how I, how I like them or not. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge reader, unfortunately. I, I wish I, I really only read on like beach vacations and if I am forced to get on an airplane, which I don't love, it's like a distraction for me. Um, is it across the board? Like, like. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what my favorite things are. Um, I mean, I'm currently obsessed with This Is Us, the TV show. It's not really a business based. No, it, this is just like what you enjoy. Oh. I bawled my eyes out over this event. Yes, it's a good, it's a good show. I watched the, um, I just caught up last night. So now I'm up to, to speed. Over um, Christmas break, I watched it with my husband and his best friend. We watched, I mean, we watched one episode and both my husband and his best friend are softies. When I got married to him, my husband's like, oh yeah, I've already watched the notebook with Sean. Um, but <laughs> that when we left, you know, his friend's house, it, uh, he continued his marathon of This Is Us. So I thought that was hilarious that they oh, were equally as invested as I was in the show. Yes, it's a good show. Um, yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot of TV beyond that. I had like Netflix marathon the other day because it snowed and I was trapped in my house. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think when Alice, like, I don't know. I mean, I keep myself really busy with with a emailing people all day every day um i definitely will have to pick up a copy of lauren graham's book because i i really like her at surprisingly i'm not a huge gilmore girls fan um 
which is like an abominable sin. But, um, you know, I, I do find, I loved parenthood, so I find her. Yes, I was going to say, I think people liked one or the other. I mean, I think some people liked both, but she played different, she played different people on, you know what I mean? She played a very different character on the two storylines. Um, yeah, I mean, there's actually some people from Parenthood in Gilmore Girls, the, the whatever the remake they did, which was funny. They were ha- yeah, I was like, well, that makes sense. They're her old coworkers. Well, you know, before we go, I would love for you to touch one more time on the Creative Hub um, conference because, you know, this this airing will go live the day of. And I'm sure people will kind of be tuning into the podcast throughout that week while the, the conference is still going on. So say they ended up signing up on Thursday. Could they still have access to Wednesday, Wednesday's oh, recordings? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I mean, it'll be on sale for the next few months um, because I think the recordings will be just as valuable. You won't have the live access to the people. There'll be a live chat during the thing. But yeah, if you sign up on Thursday, you'll get the direct link on Thursday to watch it on Thursday night. But you'll also get the replays from Wednesday. And the replays will be available for a lengthy amount of time, at least a year. Um, So um, yeah, I mean, you could sign up on the Saturday after it's over and still, you know, get all the resources. I think for me, this is actually the most content I have done. Um, I ended up having more girls say yes, which was fantastic. It was all the people I wanted to say yes. So I added, um, uh, I think three extra hours or maybe two extra hours from last time. Um, but yeah, so it will be available to listen to. And I think it's a great thing to listen to, you know, while you're like doing the dishes or doing something around your house, you can play the video and just listen to all the content. Um, you know, if you, if you buy it just as a recording, I think it's just as valuable um, and, and the speakers are more than willing to, you know, engage with people, even if they weren't engaging with them on the live content, they're happy to have, you know, people email them and do, I mean, a lot of, there's been collaborations that have come out of, you know, people emailing the speakers and, and, you know, working alongside, um, you know, each other. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, you won't miss anything if you don't sign up right away. Um, I mean, people literally sign up as it's happening and I'm like using another computer to get people in as fast as I can. So, you know, it, it, which is great. Um, but yeah, it'll be available as a recording for, for a while after, um, until I go on and do another workshop, which won't be for a good while. So, um, I definitely think it's a valuable resource. Um, I try to make it affordable for people. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to have you on it. I'm excited to learn from you and, you know, anyone who listens, I'm excited for them to learn from all the speakers. I'm really excited. And yeah, do you have a quick overview of kind of the topics people will find there? Um, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what they all are. Um, There's like 30 think, people or, you know, 20. So, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the gist is uh, there's a couple girls talking about um, goal setting, which is good. Um, uh, one girl's talking about how she grew a business in a year. Um, there's... We talk about collaboration. I talk about Instagram and how to use that. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. Oh, one ta- one girl's talking about being productive. Um, she is known for for being a very productive person, which I think is helpful to um, have someone teach you like the hacks on how to be um, productive. But yeah, I mean, it, it covers a wide range of of things, which I think is awesome. Like, there's not a huge uh, overlap, but I think it's it's everything you might want to know if you had a business or, um, you know, or thinking about starting a business. I have two girls who, who have businesses that impact other people immensely. So they're both going to talk about adding a, a piece to your business that maybe has more impact if that's something you're interested in. So yeah, a wide range, but, um, 
I mean, I, I think it's going to be really uh, rich and insightful for anyone who listens. I'm excited to do I'm I'm going to learn a ton just by hosting it myself. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited because I'll be traveling that weekend, so I'll get to catch up on everyone else's sessions while I'm traveling. So, yay. Yay for Southwest Wi-Fi. Um, yes. So, best $8 I've ever spent. So. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us, Carrie, and I can't wait to have you on again. It's been really fun. Thank you so much. You guys, I loved interviewing Carrie Grace. She is so inspiring, such a blast, and I'm thrilled to be a part of the conference she's leading, the Creative Hub Conference. You can find the link to that in the show notes or in my bio. I can't wait for you guys to join us there. I know you're going to love it. There are such inspiring women speaking, and you can look at my feed for the announcement of a full lineup of who will be there. It's really going to be awesome. If you can't make it live, it will be recorded, so it's definitely worth signing up for whether you can be there or not. I love to have you join us. It's online. You can come in your pajamas. I'll see you there. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap Logo Crew Neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. It's not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done.